All right, friends, God bless you. Hope you're doing well. We're back. We took a few days off. Wasn't sure what I wanted to pick up in and, and read, uh, but I've decided let's let's finish the Gospels. All right, let's finish what we started. Um, so we're going to read the Gospel according to Mark. This is the shortest Gospel. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. We'll, we'll get into the text and I'll let you form your own opinion. But nevertheless, the gospel according to Mark. It's very early right now for me. And uh, coming coming back from a little, little sinus uh, infection situation. So you might hear it in my voice a little bit. But uh, we're going to power through this chapter anyway. And I'm excited to, to share it with you. Um, it's another excellent book about the life of Jesus our Lord and our God. Um, let's get right into it. I hope you're doing well. Open your hearts and let us receive the word of God regarding his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. His first caption reads, John prepares the way for Jesus. Verse one, the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God, begins with what the prophet Isaiah said would happen. Uh, real quick, there's a uh, caption above the word God, or there's a, ca there's a caption above the Son of God. It reads, uh, The Son of God, some Greek copies do not have these words. So they would have said, The good news about Jesus the Messiah begins with what the prophet Isaiah w said would happen. All right. And then it says, he wrote, listen, I will send my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare the way for you. Malachi chapter three, verse one. All right. We are in the real quick. We are in the ERV, the easy to read version. All right. So let's start from the top. Let's get right into it. Let's get into a flow. Let's do this thing. The good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God, begins with what the prophet Isaiah said would happen. He wrote, listen, I will send my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare the way for you. Malachi chapter three, verse one. There was someone shouting in the desert. Prepare the way for the Lord. For the Lord, make the road straight for him. That's from Isaiah chapter 40, verse three. Verse four, so John the baptizer came and was baptizing people in the desert area. He told them to be baptized to show that they wanted to change their lives and then their sins would be forgiven. All the people from Judea, including everyone from Jerusalem, came out to John. They confessed the bad things they had done and he baptized them in the Jordan River. John wore clothes made from camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. This is what John told the people, quote, There is someone coming later who is able to do more than I can. I am not good enough to be the slave who stoops down to untie his sandals. I baptize you with water, but the one who is coming will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. End quote. 
Next caption reads, Jesus is baptized by John. Verse 9. About the time, about that time, Jesus came from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the place where John was. John baptized Jesus in the Jordan River. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the sky torn open. The Spirit came down on him like a dove. A voice came from heaven and said, You are my son, the one I love. I am very pleased with you. All right, the Spirit came down. That's the Holy Spirit. Came down like a dove. So a lot of times if you see a picture of a, of a dove in, in Christian symbolism, that dove uh, represents the Holy Spirit. Actually, every time, this, the dove represents the Holy Spirit. Jesus goes away to be tempted. Then the Spirit sent Jesus into the desert alone. All right, if you remember from our previous Gospels, the Holy Spirit is our guider, our comforter, our helper. He will guide us into all truth. Um, so he's leading Jesus. He's comforting Jesus. He's helping Jesus on his ministry. Remember that. Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. So, verse 12, Then the Spirit sent Jesus into the desert alone. He was there for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. During this, during this time, he was out among the wild animals. Then angels came and helped him. Next caption reads, Jesus begins his work in Galilee. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee and told people the good news from God. He said, the right time is now here. God's kingdom is very near. There's a caption, a bubble that reads, very near or is coming soon or has come. Change your hearts and lives and believe the good news. So this is Jesus' message after he comes back from, from the wilderness being tempted for 40 days. A lot of information was left out of that, um, that desert experience of Jesus's. Jesus' desert experience. A lot of information was left out. Um, but basically he was tempted in every which way by Satan. He didn't eat for 40 days. Um, but he came back after overcoming the temptation of the devil He's filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's ready to start this ministry. At this time, Jesus is, a, is roughly 30 years old. And, he's telling, and he comes back, and his first message to the people is, The time is now. The kingdom of God is here. Change your hearts and lives and believe the good news. In other words, what he's saying is repent. Repent and turn to God. Jesus chooses some followers. Verse 16. Jesus was walking by Lake Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew. A caption above Simon, Simon's other name was Peter. These two men were fishermen, and they were, and they were throwing a net into the lake to catch fish. Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you a different kind of fisherman. You will bring in people not fish. So they immediately left their nets and followed Jesus. That was their livelihood. That's all they knew was, fish, was being a fisherman. And they left it all, they forsook it, and followed Jesus. So when Jesus calls us, 
you know, what calls us into discipleship? You know, what is our reaction? Do we forsake everything? Do we leave everything behind to follow him? Um, that's what Peter and his brother Andrew did. Next verse, verse 19. Jesus continued walking by Lake Galilee. He saw two more brothers, James and John. They, oh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were in their boat, preparing their nets to catch fish. Their father, Zebedee, and the men who worked for him were in the boat with the brothers. When Jesus saw the brothers, he told them to come. They left their father and followed Jesus. So again, they weren't just, these guys weren't just casually fishing like we do, you know, like many of us do here in the, in the United States. It's fishing is a, is a hobby where we go out and try to catch something. We catch something, we go, yeah, look at this. Oh, take some pictures and throw it back in the water. These people were trying to catch massive amounts of fish um, to make a profit and to provide for their family. This was their livelihood. Um, and these two as well, James and John, they left their father and his occupation of, of fishing, and they followed Jesus. Jesus frees a man from an evil spirit. Verse 21, Jesus and his followers went to Capernaum. On the Sabbath day, Jesus went into the synagogue and taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching. He did not teach like their teachers of the law. He taught like someone with authority. While Jesus was in the synagogue, a man was there who had an evil spirit inside him. The man shouted, Jesus of Nazareth, what do you want with us? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, God's Holy One. Jesus, his voice full of warning, said, Be quiet and come out of him. The evil spirit made the man shake. Then the spirit made a loud noise and came out of him. The people were amazed. They asked each other, what is happening here? This man is teaching something new, and he teaches with authority. He even commands evil spirits, and they obey him. So the news about Jesus spread quickly everywhere in the area of Galilee. Next caption, Jesus heals many people. Verse 29. Jesus and the followers left the synagogue. They all went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was very sick, so Peter's mother-in-law was very sick. If he has a mother-in-law, that indicates that he was married. She was in bed and had a fever. The people there told Jesus about the people there told Jesus about her. So he went to her bed. Jesus held her hand and helped her stand up. The fever left her, and she was healed. Then she began serving them. So a couple miracles already, um, casting out the demon from the, the man in the, in the temple on the Sabbath day, and then healing uh, Peter, Simon Peter's mother-in-law. He healed her of her fever. So the fever left, she was healed, then she began serving them. So she was like deathly ill, 
And then she gets healed and she pops up and just immediately starts serving them. Like, no, like, no, like nothing ever happened. Just back to her, just back to work, back to life. And um, of course, being a good hostess um, begins to serve them. And in, in the Jewish culture, especially in those times, it was, it's a very intimate and hospitable thing to do to serve and break bread with others. So that was important that she was, she's like, you're in my house. I have to serve you. I have to take care of you. It's always good to go into somebody's house and the first thing they ask you is for something to drink or something to eat or just make yourself comfortable, make yourself at home. It's very, uh, very humble. Verse 32. That night after the sun went down, the people brought to Jesus many who were sick. They also brought those who had demons inside them. Everyone in the town gathered at the door of that house. Jesus healed many of those who had different kinds of sicknesses. He also forced many demons out of people. But he would not allow the demons to speak because they knew who he was. There's a caption above that, above that statement that says, who he was, meaning that the demons knew that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God. Now, mind you, Jesus does things on God's timing. So, he wants to reveal himself to the public on his own terms. He doesn't want these demons going around telling people, or he doesn't want these demons or these individuals going around telling people who he is. He's going to reveal it to them, but in his own time. He can't reveal it too too soon because then, then he'll get captured again captured and crucified ahead of schedule. There's work to be done. There's people to be healed. There's teachings to be taught. There's disciples to be won. There's work to be done before Jesus gets crucified. So he needs to do things on his timing. Next caption reads, Jesus goes to other towns. Verse 35, the next morning Jesus woke up very early. He left the house while it was still dark, and went to a place where he could be alone and pray. Later, Simon and his friends went to look for Jesus. They found him and said, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus answered, We should go to another place. We can go to other towns around here, and I can tell God's message to, to those people too. That is why I came. So Jesus traveled everywhere in Galilee. He spoke in synagogues, and he forced demons out of people. A lot of, um, what do you call those? A lot of exorcisms. Jesus is forcing out a lot of demons. Jesus heals a sick man. Verse 40. A man who had leprosy came to Jesus. The man bowed on his knees and begged him, You have the power to heal me if you want. These last words made Jesus angry. All right, there's a caption above angry. It reads, most Greek copies have moved with pity. That's what it says instead. Then it goes on to read in this caption, in this bubble, it reads, but it is hard to explain why some good Greek copies and Latin versions have, quote, filled with anger. So many scholars now consider it to be the original reading. 
So, said uh, Jesus said these words made him angry. A couple copies read, moved with pity. Other copies read, filled with anger. So, either way. But he touched him and said, I want to heal you. Be healed. Immediately, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Jesus told the man to go, but he gave him a strong warning. Do not tell anyone about what I did for you, but go and let the priest look at you. And there's a bubble above that, a caption that reads, The law of Moses said a priest must decide when a person with leprosy was well. So he said, go let the priest confirm this. This will show everyone that you are healed. Verse 45, the man left there and told everyone and told everyone he saw that Jesus had healed him. So the news about Jesus spread. Mind you, leprosy was an incurable disease. And that is why he, Jesus, could not enter a town if people saw him. He, sh he stayed in places where people did not live. But people came from all the towns to the places where he was. That's it. Um, you might have noticed that the gospel according to Mark is action-packed. All right, Jesus, Jesus gets baptized. He goes into the wilderness. He comes back. He goes to the synagogue. He preaches. He amazes the people. Someone's there with a demon. He casts the demon out. He calls his disciples. He goes to different towns. He casts out more demons. You know what I'm saying? It's just on and on. Boom, boom, boom. He's moving. All right, and, um, and now he's just cured a man with leprosy, an incurable disease, another miracle to end the chapter. That was all just chapter one. That I, I love that about the gospel according to Mark. It's, it's action-packed. So I look forward to chapter two. I hope you're all there to join me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now with gratitude. Thank you for showing us the, the authority that is in Jesus Christ. The same authority that we can have, that we have access to through our faith in Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for your Trinity that is working in unity to do all the works that you do that you have done and that you will do. I thank you because you are in control. I thank you because you are good. I thank you that through our faith in Jesus, we have access to the Father and we have our great comforter, our helper, the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that descended down on Jesus himself and led him in his ministry and empowered him to do the things that he did to live a life of servitude towards God. So Father, I thank you. Holy Spirit, continue to lead us. 
encourage the people to be more like Jesus, empower the people to be more like Jesus. And may this word be a seed planted on good soil that it may bring forth fruit, that we may apply this word to our lives and not just be hearers only, but doers of the word. Bless the people as they go about their day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, God bless you. Um, thank you for getting through this with me. Still feel that sinus stuff creeping up. Um, I hope it wasn't too distracting. Be encouraged. God is good. This book is good. And uh, stay tuned for chapter two. All right, God bless. Peace.